created by the dark one the taint came in slipping and swirling corrupting side in gathering strength and warping men's minds and ever present darkness upon the wheel of time here it comes here it comes sliding down the street in a stained white suit like a dirty ass sheet every time you try to channel it drops you to your knees it's like trying to unravel one of your fucking weaves the tin is like a stowaway a hobo on a train making things so filthy a cancer in your veins here it comes here it comes sliding down the street in a stained white suit like a dirty ass sheet the taint finally met its match and from sighting was thorn by Malkia's wisdom and the dragon reborn here it comes here it comes sliding down the street in a stained white suit like a dirty ass sheet The dulcet tones of dulcet. Andrew Bard of Time. Oh. Uh, in case you missed it, at the Gathering Madness, uh, Andrew the Bard of Time and Taviran Tavern got together and wrote a song about the taint. Indeed. Um, so, uh, beat and mixing and in part lyrics by Andrew, lyrics also in part by Taviran Tavern. Go and make sure you tell those guys by... how much you love it. And in part by the people who were listening. Uh, there were definitely some chat inspirations uh, that were also had. So That's true. Thank you to anyone who was Fully interactive experience. Indeed. Also, can I just say that I loved the number of... The, the way that the beat was set up, there were like a number of times I felt like it was just going to be like, been spending most our lives living in <laughs> tainted paradise. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, all right. Someone, uh, sexy Morshadi says someone is, and I quote, mouth fucking their mic. <laughs> Who is it, yep. Morshadi? Pretty sure it was <laughs> the <laughs> song. Oh, it might be the song. <laughs> hey, welcome well, to were, another. There were definitely spots on that live stream where somebody's mic was getting mouth fucked for sure yeah we're we're working on that guys uh, black tower is always looking to improve so if you thought this year was awesome just wait till next year it's gonna be it's even true. more awesomer uh, awesomer is that awesomer just asmr until uh, it's, it's, the, it's a race weird. in D 5e actually until <laughs> it's the awesomer asmr Mm. Oh boy. But you didn't come here. Welcome to another episode. Welcome back to the Black Tower podcast. And I know things have been a little chaotic. Things have been a little crazy, but you know the drill. I expect you to line up in an orderly fashion 
prepare to receive this week's dose of tainty goodness all within yourself. In, within yourself. I give you taint. I give you madness. Welcome to the Black Tower Podcast. Please, sir. Uh, May I have some more? (laughs) You all know me by now, I hope, maybe. I am your sorrow of unhail. I call the storm. I lead the storm. Josh. And I'm your, your Bajan Mahal, and I hope you don't know me. My name is Andrew. <laughs> um, I fight battles or some shit. Like, I don't know, bro. Just like, make sure you pass the fucking vibe check, you fucking noob. Oh, cool. You know who didn't pass the vibe check? Fucking Kuladin, bro. He like failed the vibe check. <laughs> Bad vibe, bro. Bad vibe. Bad vibe. He was wrecking our vibes. So I had to hit him with some fucking crystals to cleanse his chi, dude. <laughs> his fucking head popped off. I got some nuts. chakra realigning for you, bro. Yeah. Have you seen like the, the crystal like brass knuckles? And it's like yes, when you need I to have. realign a motherfucker's chi. I have seen that. Oh, spoiler warning if you don't know what happened to Kulodin, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was off page, so it doesn't count as an actual spoiler. And if you don't know me by now, I don't know what rock you have been living under because I talk too much. I am the Amon Khan Mahal Daniel. (laughs) Uh, I wave the banners and encourage these two fucks here to battle and storm. So if uh, they're storming and battling too much, it's probably my fault. (laughs) It is motivational. He's, I was about to say, he's the bard. He's like, bardic inspiration. Isn't that guy a dick? Yeah, that guy's a dick! Can I just say, I love... There's a post that's been out there for so long, but I love it every single time I see it, which is, uh, how did you get your magic in D&D? And it's like, you know, the wizard studies for years, the warlock is born with it, the... Um, or no, the sorcerer is born with it. The warlock makes a, an agreement with a patron. And then it's just the bard uh, insulted a goblin too hard once and the goblin died. <laughs> I mean, fair is fair. So fair is fair. So accurate good. is accurate. Yep. So it, it's time for another. We just racked up the gathering madness. And oh my God, what a great time. Um, anytime I get to travel somewhere to see these two assholes, is a good time. It's a great time. Uh, we all had a bunch of fun. Um, we got ridiculously tainted. Um, we also we had fun every year, which we do every year. That's kind of our thing. Um, we had superstar special guest London Rivers, London River, river, river yes. just one river, one river. singular um, river singular river uh and london was an absolute delight she is an absolute sweetheart um she came in uh we had really amazing uh discussions we got real meta we got real deep into the meta it was great it was wonderful uh we had jansen jansen lashley haynes who came in he was a superstar he uh he brought up some real good a wheel of time factoids and points as well i love this factoids um, but I, I still like am stuck on like his personal stories just kind of like every story was a more what the fuck huh right than the last like 
in just an incredible like holy shit kind of way dude's been uh, through, that bitch been ass Morshadi did not show up he punked uh, out punked <laughs> out uh, though I will say uh, <laughs> I I sort of have a mild announcement not a huge one it's not like anything that's going to blow anybody's mind especially since <laughs> these two already kind of know it um, you're off the hook for another couple of years because the next one is in Utah and the next one after that is presumably in North Carolina or wherever uh, Andrew is at that point depending on where his life takes him to move um, like two weeks before the gathering madness just to be a dick you <laughs> right? son of a bitch you would too <laughs> however uh, Morshadi may be excited because the one after that should actually probably be in the Pacific Northwest rather than the in the Pacific Southwest because Daniel looks like he's probably moving to Seattle uh, in the next hey, few hey. months here. Um, not sure whether it'll be December, January, or February, depending on how things pan out. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Morshadi, I, I know that I'm the least... Uh, the the least favorite member of the Black Tower podcast. <laughs> you. However, uh, it's going to happen. So hashtag deal with it, I guess. <laughs> All right, so, 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 see how many Wheel of Time readers are up in Seattle? We'll see. We'll see you in three years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. God. As I said, it's it's a while, but say. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Congrats! Love seeing friends make uh, progress or changes that they're that they're excited for in their lives. Um, yes, no, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, set your calendars uh, for October coming up next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to do it in Utah. Utah is going to be the place for the next gathering madness. Before then, we've got a couple of. Huge events, which is going to be uh, with Jordan Con, of course. Jordan Con's in April. If you um, haven't gotten your memberships, get them now because they're yes. they're not running low necessarily, but they're definitely not. It's not as high. I think they're in the four hundreds. At oh, this so I'm point, about to go and check. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to the Google. Well, to the website, JordanCon.org. Go get your tickets. Uh, as a matter of fact, to the Gathering Madness, one of the people we had was Ebony. Um, she is an absolute Indeed, sweetheart. Yes. Um, she oh, is absolutely. new guest relations manager, director. Yes, and 496 in stock as of right yeah, now. Yeah, there we go. See, I knew it. Which is down from 740. I know whenever I got mine. Yeah, it was like 680 when I think Daniel got yours or Josh got yours. I think it was Josh because I think mine was also in the 700s when I bought mine. Um, yeah, I think I was club. Deep third one right um but yeah we also it was it was kind of cute because we had uh tom de simone from dragon mount uh who actually kicked off the gathering madness in some ways with uh critter he passed it over to us after they did their weekly or monthly instagram live weekly um weekly okay cool um and unfortunately he is actually going to be attending dragon or jesus he is going to be from Dragon Mount attending Jordan Khan uh, yes. just as a just as a person, just as a a an attendee this year. Finally, Tom, um, you became a I person. Know. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. Here in America, we don't consider you a person if you're a worker. So <laughs> oh, man. fucking true. God. 
You want to trade places uh, for this week? Right. Um, but yeah, so so he actually used to be what Ebony is going to be stepping into, but he sort of retired from Jordan Con this year. Uh, and so she's taking over from Tom. Uh, and we actually got a chance to talk to both of them in, in a small way, if you will, which was awesome. So uh, thank you very much, Ebony. And thank you very much, uh, Roof Mistress Leia, who actually did the the panel with ebony and then also thank you to tom and critter for tossing it over to us at the gathering menace that was very kind of you and to be fair that was actually their idea it was actually really really cool of them like we didn't ask them to do it we weren't like hey it'd be really cool if you did like we were all for it i'm not saying that we were like super cool or anything but tom was super nice about it and he was just like tom is the real mvp he is. He was like, we're doing an Instagram live. Do you want us to just like pass it off to you guys? And we were like, absolutely. So it was great. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, times. thanks uh, to uh, some folks that we haven't, we haven't been able to get uh, on due to scheduling and just the craziness that do be life. Uh, but uh, road to Tar Valen came on yep. and, um, and helped and you killed one of the it. Amber. That was uh, awesome. And, yeah. Amber and Sorry. Tracy. No, you're fine. Uh, because I'm racking my brain because I'm so bad with names because it wasn't just Amber and Tracy. No, they had a couple of guests. Yeah. They also had they had Kevin and Moradin. Nice. I figured Josh would know because Josh did all the thumbnails so he had to find all the pictures. (laughs) 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 Which again, I know we've said it before but our boy Josh, the Sorvon Mahale Killing it with the thumbnails these last many weeks. <laughs> Indeed. Again, there you go. one day we'll go back to the infinite glory of the PowerPoint slides and clip art. I know you all miss <laughs> it, uh, but I think this is a very nice reprieve. Yeah, no, let's never go back to that. Never let Andrew make anything artsy. Just don't. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I will just say, I, I think that it's totally fine if Andrew makes some artsy stuff, but now we know about the program that Josh uses, which oh, is use better Canva? than PowerPoint clip art. So just use that probably I mean, that, that, is, that is fair <laughs> i literally like asked like three people or one channel somewhere like how to do something and someone's like mm-hmm. oh i do it in powerpoint and what? i just never really looked. yeah wow and you know what honestly okay i i how really they do it to... works out but they put a lot more work into it than i than i did i will i will say i i appreciate you throwing that out there that's totally fine no issues with that but let me just be very very clear our thumbs were not bad Andrew was doing the thumbs and they were not bad. They were not. I want to reiterate that one more time for the people in the back. They were not bad. And again, like the way that you were putting them together, I really liked the sort of like color coding things that you were doing and the like really organizational aspect of the thumbs. It was solid. Um, They are better on the new program i'm not gonna <laughs> lie about that but at the same Way time better. again the ones that were on powerpoint were were solid i actually i actually enjoyed them so don't ever don't ever shortchange yourself for the what you were doing it's just awesome that we now have mo better <laughs> thumbnails now be mo better um so but it's, it's something well anyway back to the original thing before i say the other thing uh yeah. so thank you very much uh to road star valen Kevin and Morden for hopping in. Uh, panel was fucking hilarious. 
absolutely hilarious. Um, and we enjoyed the panels all that much more once we realized that we didn't have to necessarily keep the laptop muted. Um, <laughs> on audio. That was so much better. <laughs> so we could actually sit around in the in the living room while we're all like chatting and bullshitting and, and listen to the panels, uh, which is great. Thank you again to Andrel and to Veer and Tavern for coming on and filling a panel slot and writing uh, yet another banger of a song. Um, it brought out the uh, the the inner West Side kid, I guess, for Daniel. Um, As we walk know. through the valley of Tarwin's Gap, I look a, <laughs> take a look at my life and realize that nothing's left because these Trollocs are so badly CGI'd. Take, oh. Looks like Shinar's king got a spear in the side. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, that was just... Your boy's spitting facts. <laughs> He's popping off, y'all. He's <laughs> popping off. Uh, so thank you to that. Of course, thank you, like Josh already said, to, to Jansen and London River for showing up. Um, we also had uh, Dalen and Norm yes! uh, who showed up as well. It was a lot of fun. And, I mean, a shit ton of Josh's family, which was also really fun. Yeah. So. And uh, we would be amiss to not say the biggest of thank yous to uh, the official sponsor of the Black Terror Podcast, uh, Adrian, the Crystal Barista. Uh, if you haven't seen her or if you haven't heard her, one, go back to the second Gathering Madness, because uh, she was the one that asked us all the questions for drunk explaining. Uh, right. But go and check out the Crystal Barista. Um, yes, links she conducted to stuff the first drunk explaining interview. Yeah, and, if and also need... did all the mixing of the drinks. So she yeah. performed the the mix the bartending part of the mixology and asked all the questions. And if y'all are looking for a pair of uh, brass knuckles with some some crystals on those brass knuckles <laughs> to realign some motherfuckers, she uh, she can give you the crystals. You know where to go. She can get you the crystal Abs- part. She can. Then with a little super glue and determination, you too can commit felonies. I was gonna say, I feel like I feel like it's not illegal to go ahead and do that. So she might be able to hook you up with the brass knuckles part as well. I don't know Utah's laws though, so don't quote me on that. You might have to you might have to home make it. (laughs) They're they're brass paperweights. There you go with crystals. (laughs) I mean. Uh, yeah. that, I think that's literally how most places that sell them still get away with them. They call them paperweights. Right. It's, uh, we're not responsible for how you use these, but we all know what this is for. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Right but anyway, speaking of knowing what things are for, uh, I guess we should... episode or something. Yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're back with regular episodes um, after last week's um snapshot recap. i guess recap of day one of the gathering madness uh there is a playlist um available in the link to that recap where you can go and watch all of the live streams um with the exception of the mixology contest uh from that day so if you want to see the mixology contest uh you got to head over to the leafcast channel which by the way thank you to leafcast for somehow getting with us for three hours i don't know how they did it and I don't know how they did it. They have they have a special amount of patience and tolerance for they have like us. G. They have so, so much, much G. <laughs> they almost it's... have genes. <laughs> and I will Which I Which is like a double say. joke because they're puppets, so they don't have DNA. Right. 
but I will say here at the Black Tower, we are all about that G, no toe. So That's true. I mean, the fact that the puppets have so much of the G uh almost makes them G's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Again, that West Side, West Side's coming out strong today, y'all. Oh, <laughs> that being said, Andres, I blame you. <laughs> welcome officially to season four of the Black Tower podcast. It is a pleasure to be going on for five years um, as our season counter would mislead you uh, to believe. And every season we try to improve something, do something different, do something new and entertaining, whatever that may be. We don't have anything quite yet. We quite yet. So we're, we're, working we're, we're working on it. We're thinking on it. We're working on it. And if you have suggestions, you know where you can make those suggestions. Up your ass. Uh, no, uh, blacktowerpod.com. <laughs> you can join our Discord. We have channels for Black Tower Podcast feedback. We have channels for discussions on the episodes. Uh, and, of course, you can message the three of us through the Discord to let us know what's going on. You can also, if you want, you can open a ticket. We have a whole ticketing system in the Discord. True where you can open a ticket and only ourselves and you will see it. Um, if you have suggestions or you find issues or you do like more shoddy and you decide to be a dick and just open a ticket in the middle of recording. I love you. I love you more shoddy. I love you, but I know it was you. I think. Watch it was like him. It absolutely okay. was. I knew it. Um, but let us know, give us some suggestions. We're always open to suggestions to constructive and creative criticisms and, uh, and pointers and stuff of the likes. Let us know there. You can also uh, let us know on Patreon. Just hop on over, join our Patreon. You can help support what we do here at the Black Tower Podcast for as little as a dollar a month. That gets you access to the live recordings. Um, and there's plenty of other tiers that you can look at. Get plenty of other stuff. In fact, we just sent off a batch of pay of of physical uh, merchandise rewards uh, for a uh, for some Patreon tiers. Uh, my brain stopped. Like my brain's good for about like a two minute like talking thing and then it just shuts off like it's like you're talking it's too long english is gonna stop any second now it's like my english.exe is on a cooldown. this is bullshit <laughs> well let's do this then because as he said blacktowerpod.com is your one-stop shop for all black tower podcast things if you want some sweet merch we got a link for you if you want to follow us on any of our many social medias we got a link for you and you really should go follow us on youtube that should be a thing that you do because you're not going to want to miss out. We got a lot of exciting things coming up this year. One of the things we do have, I will say, is a weekly live stream with season two for our Wheel of Time TV show Fantasy League. Daniel is the reigning champion because he got lucky. Because he got lucky. I'm and... not familiar with that character. Uh, who was lucky? Was that, uh, was I'm, that Matt I'm a no, Amathera, Amathera was yeah. lucky. That was her name is Lucky. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I don't know. I guess if you die, are you really that lucky? Like if you know. die horribly, I don't think she died. I think she's in season two. I feel like it's, I feel Amathera? like lost points for she terrible. Burned CGI. her ass out. If she's in season two, I will slap someone. Are you Dude. kidding me? Yeah, she'll be there as a flashback lesson of what not to fucking do. <laughs> turns out they I changed on each block. It's just pure, absolute trauma from seeing it's people burn rage. out. It's just rage. It's like it used to be the anger. Now it's just like, uh-uh. 
No. No, no, no. No, but, no, uh, I saw I'm a third die. No, we, no. We, uh, we're here to talk about some uh, black This is my channeling things. block. It is paneling my assholes. <laughs> go go check out JordanCon. Go check out WatCon, because WatCon is coming as well. Um, and then... WatCon.com. Uh, WatCon.com. And uh, let's... Hey, guys. Should we talk about something in the Wheel of Time tonight? We really probably we should, but before we do that, I think we're going to make everybody safe after they've listened to us ramble for a while. You need to know that this is the point where the episode is starting, but you also need to be protected. So um, I'm <laughs> going to provide you, or we, slash someone else, is going to provide you with some protection. <laughs> and while you listen to it, go ahead and get your change of pants ready for this super sexy spoiler. This is your official spoiler warning. This episode contains spoilers for all 14 books and the prequel. If you are still listening and you haven't read all these, you want to be spoiled, don't you? You crave it. Getting spoiled without putting in the work? (laughs) Here it comes. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I was trying so hard to hold it together, but between Morshadi and Andrew, uh oh god. Hi, welcome to the Black Tower Podcast. All right. Woo! So before we go any further into the uh into the, the deep dark North Harbor, uh, we're gonna <laughs> go ahead and tell you what we're talking about tonight. Um, as many of you who have li- been listening to the Black Tower podcast uh, for a long time know, there are a number of major relationships that happen in the story. Uh, these are I, typically they're sort of between a major character and another major character or a major character and a secondary character. On occasion, they're between a couple of secondary characters. I don't know if we've ever actually done one on that, but I'm sure that we can and probably will in the did, future. I think we did Egyanen and Bale Dome. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's solid. Cool. Um, but usually the way that we do this Me is being we... relieved after eating Taco Bell. Thank God, that's solid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh But yeah, so typically the way that we do this is that we'll talk about sort of a breakdown on one of the characters, and then a few weeks later we'll go ahead and talk about a breakdown on the other of the two characters, and we do typically get into a little bit of their relationship just because during the breakdown it's not easy, Um, and usually it doesn't really work very well to not mention it at all, Uh, but we usually go ahead and save sort of their relationship and their overall coupling or you know uh activities together or their goals now that they're in a relationship or things like that for a separate episode so this is no exception we are doing another one of those uh any eagle-eyed listeners will notice that we have done one recently on matrim coffin and also one on empress fortuona uh may she live forever uh, but we have not yet done the relationships episode, so we're taking care of that tonight. So tonight we are talking about Matt and Tuan and their nuptials and their relationship 
and what we think will happen in the future and what happens in the story and things like that. So here we go. Quick so, aside, by the way, Will and Chill, um, your mug actually really delivers on the chill part for sure. So <laughs> it's so good, right? Though? Fucking really good. This is a really nice I said mug, sorry, Stein. Stein. My bad. Anyway. Well, there are some people who will say it's not really a stein because it doesn't have a lid. Those people can fuck off. They're splitting hairs. Mm. Stop it. Those people are actually probably German. And they would or not. pretentious. Uh also true. Yeah. Or Which, both. Yeah, there we go. After <laughs> that, all I can say is sukablat. I was that actually is a layered going, insult, ooh, actually. That is a really layered insult. <laughs> so we start off this journey. And and here's this is actually one thing I absolutely really love about this because we start off this journey where Matt, being the the rapscallion little scamp that he is, they're in tier. They see the twisted door tear on Grial, and he's like, "Oh, what's that?" And they're like, "Don't go in there, you little bitch." And he's like, "I'm fucking gonna do the thing." Especially finds out you know it's a thing you can go in and get answers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He goes in there. And he's like, oh, give me the answers I wish. And then they say, oh, okay, you're going to blah, 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 blah. But the, the most important piece of this is they say to marry the daughter of nine moons, the daughter of the nine moons. And he's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> marriage. <laughs> and uh, and I love, I love that for like... The rest of the book, he's like every girl that he's like mildly interested in. He's like, does daughter of the nine moons mean anything to you? Are you the daughter of the nine like, moons? No, nah, but I am a dark friend. <laughs> Melindra's yeah. like, Melindra's like, nah, brah, nah, brah. I don't want to marry you. I'm happy just with this, and then I'm gonna kill you later. Try to anyway. Yeah, right. <clears throat> you will try. Cause... <laughs> you will try knife uh, which by the way fun side note uh if you want to have a good time go to wheel takes with ali and gus on their tiktok because that scene where matt kills melindra ali's response like ali's reaction to that scene was Mwah. it was firing yeah it was wonderful um but but it's no over so it's i have the high luck <laughs> Oh, it's over, Coolidin. I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> oh my god, oh, you underestimate Oh, we need just like that's gonna be another natural 20. That was 16 or, in a row. <laughs> or the pattern knows that the game needs to be engaging, so he will fail at the right times. Well, and pass at the right times. So that's actually what I is Matt only being able to roll nat ones and nat twenties, never getting a single other roll in the entire rest of the game. Dude, I Dude, imagine that. Oh, so in the because there is a Wheel of Time themed roll roll twenty or D twenty game, um, yes. kind of loosely based on D and yes. uh, D and D. Mm -hmm. Imagine if that was As like all of them are. A, a magic <laughs> item you that you could get. Like you could get <laughs> Matt's dicing cup. And if you have it, you can choose to use it and you will round up. If you hit an 11, it'll round up to a 20. If you hit a 10, it'll round down to a one. So that's not how rounding works, but we're going to go with that. I know that. 
in this case, that is actually how rounding would work. If you're rounding up or down from between one and 20, anything oh, okay. 10 and below or 11 and higher, that's exactly how. That but it's annoying because like death saves are like nine and below is a fail and 10 and I, above is a success. So here's correct. Yeah, death saving throws are, anyway. are leaned in your favor on. Points. That's true. But you have that item and like, so you either net 20, you, so you either succeed like incredibly if you use the item or you fail horribly. So, mm-hmm. but so a, you're but saying a horrible, this? a horrible fail could be an incredible success depending on the story and the DM. Yes. We need this. I that I was just gonna say my next campaign, I'm I'm doing this. Oh, I'm, I'm going running to, so one all right of, now. It's all in there. of my rolls will be. Matt oh, I'm running one right now. Too. rolls, and actually, I'm running quarter. two. What what dice are you rolling? A quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Heads or tails? Heads. <laughs> Heads will hit. Yeah. Good. Now you roll for damage. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I still love the... Uh, it was a meme I sent to a couple of friends the other day since we're on the, this uh, D&D Beyond Hated, which is on topic because Matt plays with dice. All right. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you, You've seen the Pawn Star <laughs> meme where it's like his dad... Or not Pawn Stars, um, Orange, Orange County Choppers, where it's him and his okay. dad and they're like arguing back and forth. And so his dad is like, all right, end of the adventuring day, would you like to do anything with your remaining spell slots? I want to cast Tsunami on the sun. Oh, there's no way that the spell allows that. It has range of sight, and I can see the sun. <laughs> like, fine, you little shit, but casting time is one minute, so make some con saves against blindness as you stare at the sun. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway. I love it. I love, nice. it. I love That's it. neither here nor in Sean Chan. Indeed. Though um, you know that some emperor or empress of the Sean Chan has been like, let us destroy the sun! And then they got killed because that motherfucker was crazy. Yeah, because they don't know Tsunami. I love I love the, yeah, I love the story, though, as... Because... Oh, shut up. <laughs> God damn it. I seen it. I seen the singer for season one. They know Tsunami. <laughs> They might not say tsunami, but they no, know normally tsunami. like normally that we're the one. Oh no, actually, I think about half the time you're the one keeping us on track, Josh, because you're dad. You're what? Honestly, daddy. I would <laughs> hashtag what daddy. Um, honestly, I was looking this up because I wanted to see if they had daddy? the wording. Sorry, daddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love that. Uh, it, I like it when you call so this me whole Big time, Mahale. This whole time, Matt's like, you know what I love? I love a woman with some curves, a little something to hold on to, long hair. She's got some attitude. She's sassy. She's flirty. She's happy. She's fun. And then he meets Tua, who is short. None of these things. Lynn is a reed, bald as an egg. And he's like, Oh my god, you are so obnoxious. You are so annoying. Seriously, what who in the world would ever like you at all ever? You you are you dear Darla, you make me sick. You are the scum between my toes. And forever yours. And forever yours, Mashram Cotton. And uh at one point in time, uh Egyanin says, Oh yes. Uh, daughter of the nine moons. Oh. And Matt's like, 
I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? And they were like, uh, Lady Tuan, High Empress of Sean. No, 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 no. A sphincter says what? <laughs> and they all go, the daughter of the nine moons. And he goes, and they're all like, what does that mean to you? And she goes, and he, he's like, uh, that means she's my wife. She's my bloody wife. The daughter of the nine moons is my bloody wife. And they all go, Ooh. Yeah, thanks again. And he's like, he's like, what? I didn't say it. Okay. I don't want to do it. And and like a few chapters later, Egyanan's like, Do you honestly think she's going to complete the ceremony? And he's like, the hell what are you ceremony? talking about? <laughs> ceremony. I just love how like the whole thing is like. Him just like in shock reacting, and then Tuan's like, Okay, and then he's like, Oh, shit, she's gonna alert the guards. What should I do? I know I will kidnap her and her servant and fuck off. And it's like, it it feels like, um, oh god, what was what was that movie? Um, and I'm trying to think of names to get you guys to help me figure out the movie, but I can't remember what it is. Basically, it, in the end, it turned out the guy had all the money hidden in the in the car made of solid gold. It was like a heist from a penthouse. Um, fuck, why can't I remember the movie? I think it's got... The Fast and the Furious. No. <laughs> I think it's got Ben Deadpool Stiller. Deadpool 3. No, it's got Ben Stiller in it. Um, Tower Heist. Stiller. That's what it's Tower called. Heist. Tower Heist. It makes me it's think like of Tower House. Mystery I've Man. Never seen this movie. Well, we're talking about Matt, so I'm gonna think about Towers. All right. Right. That's fair. Mostly of Genje. Yeah. Not of never mind. I'm not saying that that's fucked up. Not happening. <laughs> well uh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just imagine that. You're just like, oh, this is the person that like I went through the weird doorway. The people that just, you know, like, kind of fucked with me the whole time said, this is what's going to happen. I go through the doorway again. They try to fucking murder me. I come out on the other side with this fancy new pointy stick. I got friends. And a weird rash slash scar. And a weird, is, that a, is that a rash or a scar? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's a shut up. Like, oh, God. The amount of shit that, like, Matt just goes through. And I... I uh, I don't condone kidnapping, nor do I generically find kidnapping hilarious. But this whole scene was fucking hilarious to me because Matt's well, just like, whoa, whoa, uh, uh, well, and she's kind of like, she's kind of like, no, seriously, kidnap me. Like, no, oh, this, yeah. I want you to do that. Like, let's let's well, go. You need okay. to get out. I want to get out because there's assassins after me. She doesn't know that at the time. Well, she she always knows that. I mean, you're not wrong. She's That's the fair. one person who expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I do it's love true. that Chuan gets like she gets a whole year. So according to Sean Chan tradition, after one person says that person is my spouse the third time, the yes. other person has a whole ass year. Not a half ass, a whole ass year. Which for Chuan is actually thing. not very much ass. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> but I don't know that it had to be said out loud. Uh, um, 
Daniel over here saying the quiet part out loud. That's the Empire's <laughs> ass. Well, it's flat, so. <laughs> oh, how did Black Tower get canceled us at the Ain't start of season four? Shine forever. Yeah. I also just say there's another part of this particular scene that I I love that Solusha, who is Tuan's handmaiden, servant, confidant, whatever you want to call it, because um, they have a weird fucking relationship. That's to her ride or die. That is her it, ride it absolutely or die. Is. 100%. But she shows up in the stables as they're trying to leave. And Matt's like, okay, cool. I guess you're coming with us because I can't have you alerting them guards that we're leaving. So I'm going to tie you up and you're coming with us. And so he like picks her up and he's like, <laughs> you're coming with us. And she starts like beating the shit out of him. And he's like, how are you so strong, you skinny little reed? And then he finally, like, gets her gets her dealt with. He's like, all right, cool, fine, we're good now, we're, we're moving on. And then Tuan shows up, and he's like, all right, I here I go kidnapping again. And then he tries to pick up Tuan, and she's that much more obnoxious about, like, getting kidnapped. And he's like, how are you stronger and more intense than Solusha? Like, what is happening right now? Well, and then, and then her little, her games, like, Tuan is... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get into my North Harbor vibes right now, right? North oh. Harbor podcast. Okay. You know you got like brats and brat tamers, and it's mm-hmm. like a fun thing, and the brat's like, no. <laughs> Cause she's going for a punishment, and you're just like, yeah. or he could be he. Yeah. Um or they. <clears throat> or they. Or yeah, the person that anyway. The brat. Um <laughs> the brat. <laughs> but but I feel like Tuan's like the other kind of brat who's like, no, really, I just want to annoy the shit out of you to see what you'll do. And Matt's like, kill you, kill you. That's what I will do. I will kill you. If you weren't my bloody wife, I would kill you. Wait, wait, and then wait, 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 everybody wait, else wait. around him is going, they're arguing like an old married couple. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna lie for a second. I thought your mic broke, and then I realized what you were doing, Daniel. I, I don't. Thank you. Um, it's the office. Uh, uh, excuse me. I, I recognize what you were doing there, Michael Scott. There you go. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. There it is. There it is. Because <laughs> you know that <laughs> Wayne Gretzky definitely did that first. <laughs> no, but I love. Um, I don't know if you saw. Well. Josh, you probably saw the TikTok trend. Uh, Daniel, I don't know how much you serve TikTok. Um, but there was a TikTok trend where people would take and they would like walk up to like somebody. It was generally like people cosplaying. And they would walk up with a ring to somebody, hand it to them, and oh, then put yeah. their own ring finger through it. And just be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I feel ooh, like, ooh, ooh. hey, Critter, if you remember that trend, if you could do one of those with Matt and Tuan, or... One with Ran, Min, Elaine, and Avienda, and like every time it like changes angle, another one shows up. That would be <laughs> see. Yeah, look at that. Good. That idea. It's free real estate. It's free. <laughs> Grow your empire. 
more than Daniel is. Daniel, you do it first. Quick, let's be the trendsetters. I'll I'll do what I can. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, two on is just being the ultimate brat that I have to make. (laughs) Matt is ultimate pissed off. Like he is not happy at all. They're traveling with Val and Luca's circus, which Matt hates. Which Matt hates. Um, poor guy, like, okay, I know, I know, I know the first couple books, everybody's like, oh my God, Matt. Eh, I, I never had that. I, I was like, okay, cool. Like I knew guys like him. He was kind of, he's kind of obnoxious, but don't worry. He'll grow into it, which he did. Um, but Matt was also, you know, he was also pretty smart. Like he was the first one, uh, of the Emmons field five who realized, we're not going home. Like, and a lot of that is him kind of going kind of happy to be away, kind of happy to be out seeking his glory in the world, which is another reason why he's super annoyed that he has to get married. Um, but I have so much room for greatness, but I gotta go to this fucking wedding. Go. <laughs> but the dude can't like for all his winning. The dude can't win. Walks into a palace. This bitch is your wife. What? This bitch is my wife? Yes, she's your wife. Shit! Now you got a kidnapper. I got a what? The death guard from Sean Chan is going to be on my ass. You know that, right? Yep. Ah! Fine. I'll take her. So he takes her. They go to Val and Luca. Val and Luca's like, naive. What's up, girl? He's like, oh my god, dude, you have no idea. You're... You're entering a world of pain, Balan Luca. A world of pain. Um, the whole thing was just Matt, just like boop, 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 boop. He says the marriage vows, and Tuan's like, hmm, a bold move. Maybe, maybe. Hmm, I don't know. Let's see what you got. And then she like turns up the brat meter like four or five notches because she wants to test his um wherewithal she wants to test his wherewithal what kind of a man who is this match coffin of the two rivers this not bloody lord who's wearing so much lace and it's, oh, it's, oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's traumatized. <laughs> Wait, I just love that. Hey, you're so cute. Thanks. It's the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That is a, oh, how much of Matt by the end of the series is just trauma? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, somewhere between here and <laughs> Here, starting from the feet. not so much oh, here i feel like it's a bit not of a so much 50 50 kind of issue sorry well and and i think at one point in time too tuan learns that he has a scar in his neck and she's like oh okay you just won some points because i can't have a man who's too pretty and he's like what mm-hmm. the fuck are you talking about i like a man that got a scar in battle and he's like Yes, sure. Kind of. 
<laughs> Kinda. I mean, it was a battle of the wits. Well, I, I don't I also... necessarily think that he won, but he also didn't lose. He <laughs> lost that. He lost that hard. Rand saved his bacon. Or... <laughs> Fair. But <laughs> is having good friends a part of a victory strategy that he was lucky enough to have? I'm not saying you're wrong, but I am saying too shit. <laughs> too shit. Too shit. Um, Who's got a shit? What? I I I'm trying to remember the circumstance in which Tuan accepts his wedding proposal. It's like they're leaving. Like uh, Tuan and Solucia are like, okay, yeah, we've got to go back to. We've had we've had fun with you guys i love how they like to try and play it off too like he didn't absolutely save her ass by getting her out of the palace that seems to be a trend well um, and then I mean, she goes and then they're like okay yeah we got to go back life of uh, dreams Tuan, chapter 36 Tuan has to uh Tuan has to go back and you know be the empress um so thanks uh but no thanks and solution's like yeah no for real uh go away guys and then as they leave Tuan just looks down and goes Matt Coffin is my husband. Matt Coffin is my husband. Matt Coffin is my bloody husband. And everybody goes. And well, she looks at Matt and she goes. Matt still doesn't fucking know what it means either. And, then, and she looks at Matt like, and goes, that is the wording you used, correct? And he's like, that was like months ago. <laughs> so it's, and she's it's, like, bitch, you don't understand. I wrote that down immediately. <laughs> So it's Knife of, Knife of James chapter 36 under an oak. Um, and it's when Matt is, like you said, returning her to uh, Karaday. Karaday, Kiraday, whatever. Fucking Kiraday, whatever. Farak. Farouk, Farak, Farak, Faruki. And yeah, she literally just says, like he fully like lets her go to like go to Karaday. And Tuan's like, oh, well, Matt's my husband three times, completing her half. And Matt, like, looks shocked. And then, like every other Matt scene where some monumentous thing happens, which I'm not criticizing, but um, the dice stop as soon as Tuan utters those words. And Matt's like, uh. <laughs> and Matt's like, but why? And she's like, <laughs> for the love. And I, I love that every time the dice stop, like again, my, Matt can't win. The dice start tumbling. He's like, "Oh shit!" The dice stop tumbling. He's like, "Oh shit!" Because all he knows is shit's going down. That's it. That that's what he knows. He that... yeah. fuckery is a foot. That should yeah. be on a shirt. Fuckery, fuckery is, a foot. is a foot. Matt Coffin with like a little literal foot there. Matt holding a foot in front of people. Fuckery is a foot, not a hand. Ayo! Oh, that should be a Rand shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Now we just need a Perrin shirt and one of each of us can wear one to Jordan Con. Shit. Um. (laughs) Well, we already have that other shirt we have to make and keep kind of secret until we get to Jordan Con. Yes. Don't tell well, I like about the, that, Andrew. I like the idea that Perrin would have one that's just like, it's just a lance. 
Hello, hello. or something like it's that. Ju- it's just, it's a, just weave. a weave. Hello. hello. And we have Matt being like, look at me in my good eye. And then Rand being like, <laughs> fuckery is a foot, not at hand. I... I don't know. I like one with Perrin just saying, let me ask you a question. Oh, I hate that so much. That's only good for the TV show. Nobody ever does that. I want to kick somebody in the dick. <laughs> so, so, somebody. So Not necessarily the person that said it. Someone in the immediate. ceremony. She says, Matt Kaufman is my bloody husband. And everybody, everybody, including Seleucia, is just like, like Agianen, who's I believe Lyle Wynn shipless at this point in time, mm-hmm. is gobsmacked. Like They're everyone like, involved is like, "What just? What why? What a wonderful <laughs> phrase! I just love the phrase gobsmacked. Gobs, it's a great <laughs> one. Thank you, Australia. Um, but she then then she like she leaves, and it's like then they don't see each other for another. But like a few months. Well, I mean, the reason she leaves is like pretty fair, I would say. No, I totally, one hundred percent. It's like, hey, uh, congratulations on your marriage, but uh, your mom, she's dead. In terms of empress, we have no empress. That's you now. (laughs) Gonna need you to go back to China and run the empire. All right. Yeah, to run the empire. It's gonna be the greatest empire, the Sean Chen Empire. We're going to make the White Tower Domane again. We're going to break the White Tower again. It's the worst <laughs> trade deal we've ever made in the history of trade deals. We should have never given up. Our grandfather gave up and he should have never done that. All right. I'm here to fix it. Don't worry. The Empress has got you. All right. Just just look at me. Look at, look at two on. The Death Watch guard that came to me, tears in their eyes. I, I shit you not. I, do, I would not lie. <laughs> What's that? Secret documents? Just ignore that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know why I went there. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, I, moving on. I'm not mad it, at it. it. It was valid and accurate <laughs> in damn near every sense. Oh. Um, so she goes back. She gets her new name. She becomes the Empress. May and she live forever. And I believe even at that point in time, doesn't she give Matt the title of Prince of the Ravens at that point in time, even though he's not there at the time, right? Or is he there when she gives him the title Prince of the Ravens? So, yes and no, because she actually... He is there when she originally gives him the title of Prince of Ravens because she just calls him that um, a couple of times while they're traveling and and blah, blah, blah around it. Especially because, right. again, he's got the the uh, Ashandarai and things like that. Uh, but he doesn't or he she doesn't officially give him like the the title title like an official title like a thing until she's back in Abudar. Oh. and that's when she gives him sort of like the this matters to the Sean Chan that I am doing this title and he's not around when she does that 
I, I want to backtrack yes. for just two seconds. I just want to backtrack for two seconds. Okay. Tuan also had a prophecy that suggested Matt would be her husband. Correct. Um, she did or a Damane around her did? Well, a Damane told her a prophecy. Oh, okay, so she had as in she is in possession fox, of not yeah, she had it herself. would snatch the daughter of the nine moons out of the sky or something like that. Yes. But she so wasn't floating same, when he scrapped her. Well, in the same way as Matt is carrying around this prophecy that was given to him by the Aelfin, Chuan is walking around with this prophecy that was given to her by a Demone with the foretelling. Uh, and they're both walking around being like, are you the fox? Mm-hmm. Are you the daughter of the nine moons? Are you the fox? <laughs> Are you the daughter of the nine moons? Are you the fox of the nine moons? Are you the daughter? Like, Are you the daughter of the nine foxes? I, I, what happened? <laughs> so so they, they give Matt a new name and a new title. Eventually, Matt is reunited with her um, he leaves the band of the red hand with Talmanes in Andor, and this is where shit starts to pop off with like the the last battle. Oh yeah. Um, well, so before we get to the last battle, um, because like this is one of the things I noticed when I was actually reading through the series. So um, I, I make no secret, but I also try not to brag. I, I have my BA in political science, right? Right. And okay. one of my favorite works of political theory is uh, Niccolò Machiavelli's The Prince. Um, And one of the chief teachings it gives to a conquering or new power is if you must commit evil and atrocities, do so all at one time so that then forward you look better moving forward. Yep. You want becoming the empress. Fucking is sitting there page by page that section of Machiavelli's The Prince. All the changes, all the things that could maybe be seen at horror, with the exception of you know the biggest one that we want to see as readers, but doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, happens. So she makes Altara the seat of Sean Chan power in the Westlands. Um, yeah. She confirms to the entire empire that Trollocs are actually real. Uh, mm-hmm. She meets with the dragon to actually, on equal terms, negotiate with someone who has not kept the watch from the Westlands. She names. A Westlander, the Prince of Ravens. That's a huge deal in, Sha- in the Shang-Chi. Yes. Massive. That's like, I'm here. He's here. And deal we kissed. It. We're like deal with this. It. Deal with it, TMZ. Deal I'm with technically it. taller, even though he is, because I'm the Empress. <laughs> yeah. So and what's also kind of, kind of uh, interesting about this whole dynamic is she does all of this stuff, right? And then declares herself empress. Not before. Does all of these atrocities, or yes. what the Shancha might consider cultural atrocities. Uh, the shockingness. The, yeah. the, yes. the shock factor. The shock and breaking awe. tradition. She makes the hard decisions and gives the bad news all at once. And yes. then declares herself empress. Which winds up being this, I think, actually a really smart political play uh, for Tuan. Or Fortuona, as she uh, then takes the name for. Because it allows her to say, no, Tuan did that. That wasn't me. That was Patricia. (laughs) Patricia! 
And so now as the Empress, she moves forward with a clean slate. It's a new name, a clean slate. Yes, everybody will actually remember what she did, but it is so against Sean Chan culture to say you did this whenever it was under her old name that nobody really can publicly. Yep. Is is it after Tuan learns of her mother's death that she accepts Matt's marriage proposal? Uh, it I think is. it is. I think, I think it, it is. is. It is. And I think she goes, okay, I've got a long row ahead of me. This mother, he's a scary motherfucker. I need him on my team. Yeah. I Because I think, I think that Matt has impressed the shit out of her. She's, she's competed. She's mentally sparred with him. She's physically sparred with him. She's been testing the, the, his, his, his strength of character, his moral turpitude, all of these things she has put to the test this entire time. And she's impressed. She finds out that, and, and Andrew, I never knew this. Like, I'm actually kind of, I'm actually kind of like, kind of blowing up right now is that she learns her mother is dead. She learns she needs to go succeed the throne. And she goes, I can do this without losing face, without, without lowering my eyes. Mm -hmm. I can do this right now. I can do the shady shit. I can do the questionable shit. I can make the hard decisions. And then I can say, it is, it is Machiavelli's the prince with cheat codes. Because it's not, <laughs> let me do all the bad stuff that are really going to piss people off right now and then make myself, like, do better from then forward, like the prince teaches, like Machiavelli recommends. I mean, it, by, by in reality, it is. But yeah. in terms of cultural pro, uh, practice and cultural acceptance, it's not. Like, at the moment she becomes the empress and gets a new name, she is de facto almost an entirely new person. It is right. now, like beyond treason to refer to the empress as Tuan, as the person that did that kind of stuff you can't do that um yeah. though i will say this is one of the moments where i think that again robert jordan is brilliant in his knowledge of leadership and whatnot and i i really feel like there is a moment where i have it <clears throat> nice um he is one knows what she's doing she's absolutely taking advantage of the culture she's absolutely going ahead and doing things that she knows she can get away with to a certain extent but also like as you know game of thrones has taught us uh in a lot of ways and whatnot and i mean like many years of human history but i'm just using an example of of something that has happened more recently that shows this off the people don't give a fuck. Like they do. They do. I get that they they are aware of cultural norms. They are aware of cultural expectations. They are aware that what you just did was technically allowed. But when when the people rise up and revol revolt against you, they don't give a shit that that was too on and that this is Empress for too on. Like Again, I'm not saying that is what's going to happen in this case, right. but I am saying that the people remember. They right. remember that you did shady shit and they don't care that that was Patricia. They care that that was you and they know that was you. I, um, 
And uh, the other part of it is that like the number of assassins and whatnot that are around for other members of the royal family and everything like that, that just gives them more fodder to do what they want. Because again, the idea that once you're dead and somebody else succeeds you, that they can't look back and say, and this was the creator's will that this happened because, you know, as Chuan, this person did horrible things and then they tried to get around it as the new empress, but God intervened. And you're just like, okay, again, (laughs) solid, solid political move. I very much appreciate what you did there in terms of trying to trying to do whatever it is that you were needing to. And again, let me be super clear on this one. A lot of those things that she did, I actually agree with politically, both for the situation she was in and just general politics um, of the time. But again, it's definitely one of those situations where like, do those things when you can and when you need to. Also be aware that when the people rise up against you, they're not going to give a shit what political machinations you were using I, to get away with those things. I, I 100% agree with you. And I think that you've just touched on one of the amazing flaws in Sean Chan society. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's why the names and titles system was created. Mm-hmm. It allowed for leadership to kind of say oh uh i made a bad call mulligan (laughs) and it was so ingrained in the people because you even look at um when she's named lelwyn shipless she hates the name she's ashamed she cries she sobs it is the highest of shames but what's worse is when Matt looks at her and is like, okay, Egyanen, <laughs> Lalwin. And she's like, you have no idea how insulting that is. So I'm going to let that go. But if you keep doing that, I'm going to kill you. So, I mean, there's there's a couple things at, at, at play here. and a co- oh, Or at least a couple things that I want to, that this has made me think of and want to bring up. Uh, the first is... Um, Culture is only as influential and effective and important as a populace is made to believe it is or does believe it is. I'm not saying you have to be forced to believe a culture. Yeah. Um, but it's only as important as it is ingrained into your into the people, into the society. Uh, and the Sean Chan have shown right. that they've done an incredibly good job of ingraining culture into yes. the very molecular structure of society, which in turn is also what makes the decrees from Tuan before she becomes the, the actual full-on empress so jarring, so culturally insensitive to the rest of Shantan because to go against anything that the Shantan have said, this is the status quo, is to go against the crystal throne, to counter the previous empress, um, who a culture that says may she live forever uh, ceremoniously is never going to be necessarily okay with maybe understanding but never necessarily okay with um other thing is that is one of the big cautions that machiavelli gives in the prince do your shit but be careful because if you do too much shit you will fuck around 
And you will find out in the worst of ways. And then he also says like, what better stuff you do after this is the find out stage. If you, if you put the straw that breaks the camel's back before you can do the good stuff, the good stuff doesn't matter. Um, But he also is like very much on the like, you know, don't take the inheritance of the populace because they will forget the death of their fathers before they forget the loss of inheritance. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, historically fair and generally turn, turns out to be fair, in my opinion. Uh, but I'm a big yeah. fan of Machiavelli's The Prince. I'm also a big fan of Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan. So yep. there's your peek into Andrew's brain on how I view humanity <laughs> in mass. But um, the, the political maneuvering that Tuan does here, um, I, I think is more effective than than maybe realize and it's stuff that is still done today absolutely still done today if you can pawn the horrible stuff off on another name on another group on another populace on another country you mean like scott for the last eight administrations we've had that just keep blaming the previous administration oh yeah i mean because that was that's a well that was a winning a winning political formula well here's what we've done different than the previous administration and then i'm not getting to the yeah. Vote for me because I'm not him. Yeah, which is a terrible, a terrible political platform. Uh, in some cases, yeah, is it actually better? Absolutely. There are some people that just, uh, yeah, we're going to leave it at that. Um, yep. But, but it's it's not a platform because saying, well, I'm I'm different than so so. Well, no shit, you're a different person. Good job. I'm glad we all recognize that. Tell us how. But tell us what why does that mean? Yes, tell us why exactly. you're better. <laughs> You know, Fortuona, tell us why Fortuona is better for the Sean Chan populace than Tuan was. Um, But I think maybe for the books and maybe for a fantasy series, maybe more of what Robert Jordan intended was not uh, not to be taken as like a a more literal translation, like the culture of the Sean Chan would almost demand, but more of a symbolic transition. Um, and this could have been kind of uh, Tuan or Fortuona's statement to the rest of Sean Chan that, hey, um, we've globalized now. Uh, and there's other people. Almost that, like things need to be different. Yeah. Wow. We're going to have to make some changes because, uh, you know, we've lived in pretty well prosperity for the last many, many, many uh, centuries. And it's gone pretty well for us. Uh, but we're out of isolation and uh, things are going to have to change. And some countries learn that and adapt to that and work within that the easy way. Other countries uh, resist that and don't do that. And their people starve. Yep. You know well, who you are that aren't listening to this because we're not on a floppy disk. But yeah, one of the things that I want to talk about for a second is actually something that I realized sort of while Andrew is talking is I feel like throughout the story, there are three villains of lesser extent than the Dark One. Because the Dark One is the ultimate evil. His servants are the ultimate evil. That is what the story is ultimately about in the end of destroying the ultimate evil and making it better. But there are three giant groups that are in the way of that because they just are doing things that make that harder for everyone. Uh, Number one that we meet 
is the Aes Sedai. And they're the le- the least of all of these uh, in terms of their sort of impediment to the overall goal. Uh, but we learn that the White Tower is so set in their ways and they're so set in tradition and they're so set in thousands of years of culture and norms that it makes it so hard to go ahead and actually turn the Titanic when there's an iceberg in the way. I mean, it would have been better to hit it straight on, but growing up, my my parents and I were massive (laughs) Titanic nerds. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. (laughs) That actually would have, Um, they would have survived if they just hit it straight on more. Most likely. Yes. I mean, impossible to say because they didn't, and we don't have that historical proof, but again, physics wise, you're completely correct. (laughs) Which I'm Um, only correct because somebody else was. But anyway, yes, after the Aes Sedai, sorry. But yeah, so you have the Aes Sedai and they're so set in their ways and they can't get out of it and they make it hard to go ahead and turn the ship to right itself towards what it needs to actually be facing. Then you have the second one chronologically that you meet is the White Cloaks. Why are they a problem? Because they're so set in their ways and they're so set in tradition and they're so set in culture and norms that they make it hard to turn the ship when everything gets in the way and you now need to face the new enemy that nobody's been really expecting because probably not in my lifetime. Who's the third one chronologically? Oh, it's the Sean Chan. Why are they a problem? (laughs) I think you guys know what I'm going to say here because I feel I feel like that was really in the end so much of what Robert Jordan was going for was the idea that guys tradition is good culture is good different cultures make the world different make the world better make the world more diverse it is all good Losing your traditions is not the right thing to do, but also holding on to them with a goddamn iron fist and never allowing any differences when you realize the errors that your culture is causing. Maybe don't do that. (laughs) And, and, and the infuriating scene. Oh, two on. Yep. Where they call her bullshit and they say, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you can learn to channel, bitch. Yep. You, you could should be, be locked up Mane. in a collar, bitch. Oh, and yeah. she goes, no, just because I have the capacity to kill people doesn't mean I do kill yeah. people. You guns don't kill people. It's like ignorant. It's like you do realize the very logic you just use is the same logic everybody you've ever put, you know, behind collars has. Right. Exactly. Got it. I mean, let's let's be fair and acknowledge it uh, because I mean, it inevitably comes up every time you talk about the Sean Chan. Mm -hmm. To think that Robert Jordan, a writer from South Carolina, is not going to include some allegory to practices of the American South would just be beyond delusional yep and i i love the sean chan being included in this way i mean yeah do i hate to hear them like potentially with with texas style accents or something like that yeah absolutely because it's been done for 
forever and living in the south being a southerner it's one of those kind of things like yeah we get it it's fucked up like it happened like yeah that there's There's nothing how do you apologize for like you know a 400 year faux pas um but i think robert jordan does a really good job of kind of you know trying to show that like again like daniel was saying traditions shouldn't be held on to just for the sake of being traditions when they're out, I don't know, morally ab fucking horrid. Yep. And then it's made crystal clear to you that they're morally abhorrent. So you should stop them. And I, I think Tuan makes some strides in the right direction. I think it is she indicative does. just in the same way that that well, I forgot English again. There goes my brain saying <laughs> you've talked too long. Shit, we hit his two minute limit. Yeah, no, um, damn it. but I, I think it is indicative of like the uh, at least a message like, hey, some things have to be changed. Some things have to be altered. And that is what growth is all about. It's about adapting to modern reality. It's about growing with the times right. and making the changes that must be made to be a part of productive human mm-hmm. society. And I think with the Sean Chan, Robert Jordan is pointing an example of the start of that for the, you know, mid to late 1800s American South. Um, They're like, hey, one way or another, you're going to have this. You know, the United Mm -hmm. States had the Civil War. The Wheel of Time had the last battle where it's like everybody's getting fucked. Uh, We all got to come together and just uh, and just be human about it. Well, and I think one of the best illustrations of two dynamically different bodies of people and two dynamically different cultures coming together and showing that they can work together and complement each other to the betterment of both is the relationship between Matt and Tuan. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Matt is very embodies a lot of traditional Southern chivalry kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, a, what seems to be a, uh, an intrinsically Southern glorification of military leadership and generals um, that I, I see it seems to be more common in the American South than it does uh, in the rest of the country. Not saying the rest of the country says fuck the military. Definitely. Yeah, I was going to say right, it's right, true right. everywhere. It's just turned up to more 11 prevalent. Yeah, in a number yeah, of different places. Uh, yeah. We do be pretty proud down here. Yes. Um, and yeah. I, I think we see that coming together that Matt, uh, whenever he is with two on represents a new age, a movement toward uh, a better society, a society that doesn't dehumanize people um, mm-hmm. and tries to treat people as people. Um, and Tuan represents maybe that reconciliation, of, reconciliation of the past with the future, that marriage of the two in a way oh. that, that hopefully results in a more <laughs> productive future. And hopefully well, and all then- that thought was coherent enough to sound as good as it did in my head and what I meant. Yes. And if it didn't, uh, no, sorry, the Black head. Tower. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I want to hard agree with Andrew, and I do want to sort of just ask the sort of final thoughts question. Uh, not in the usual way that we necessarily do this, um, but Andrew, if you have sort of more thoughts on that, it kind of sounds like you you went into this a little bit, but I want to end this on the future of Sean Chan. The few I, I know that we've mentioned it so many times. Because again, so many of us want to hope for better, um, but also we're realistic people. So let's talk about that for just a moment and sort of do final thoughts on Fourth Age Sean Chan. Fourth Age Sean Chan has Fortuona as the head. 
It's got her as the Empress. But it also has Matt as the Prince of Ravens. And as you said, it's it's this. This is what they have in Sean Chan right now because she names him Prince of Ravens and that is right under the goddamn Empress. <laughs> um, and for my answer to this question of what does that look like? What does that mean? You know, different things. I, I love matt in this moment because again this is the culmination of his journey and the fact that the culmination of matt's journey actually sort of happens in your mind and doesn't actually necessarily happen on screen or on page or whatever you're sort of talking about i think is is a lot of fun in some ways because again yes there is a culmination and I'm not trying to diminish his uh, feats during the last battle and the impressive nature of actually being able to hone in all of the different memories that he has acquired and the practice with which he's gotten leading the band of the red hand and fighting in the siege of Carrion and things like that. Um, but in the end, I really feel like Matt's journey is about growing from as you said, sort of simple farm boy in a mirror of small town South Southern United States kind of thing with those, those values that his parents put on him and his society put on him and that he thought were important and everything like that. And then moving out of there, learning so much about the world, going to so many different places, experiencing so many things and so many different cultures and so many different whatever, and fighting against the idea that he is nobility, not wanting to be nobility, not ever, you know, bending to that particular thing or stereotype or letting it control him or anything along those lines, and then getting all of these different sort of benefits from what he was given from the eel fan and things like that. Now he has all of this experience and all of this knowledge, and he's going into a situation where, yes, Tuan is above him. Fortuona is above him in the hierarchy of the, the Shanshan royalty and whatnot. But he has a lot of influence there. And I have a hard time believing he's not going to have kids. He's stroking. That's right? what I'd be doing. She's already I... pregnant at the end of the book. Oh, yeah, isn't she? Exactly. But well, and again, she's pregnant, which doesn't mean there's a kid yet because bad things can happen during pregnancy. But yeah, again, that is, is going to happen. Sure, Elaine. It's, it's going to happen. Um, no, bad things happen to Elaine, but mostly because she's a dumbass. But um, her babies are going to be born healthy. But I'm invincible. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, so again, this is a situation where I very much appreciate Robert Jordan's giving us as the readers the maybe it doesn't happen in Tuan's lifetime. Maybe it doesn't happen until her children take over the crystal throne. But Matt has a lot of influence on those kids. Matt has a lot of ability to go ahead and talk to. And even if, which I feel is unlikely, he can't convince Fortuona 
to continue down the path of this is not the way that people in in my land did things and some of those things were wrong and i know that because i've seen it but some of those things were and these are wrong i seen that too even if he can't convince his wife he can convince his kids and i think that they the next generation of sean chan nobility will understand better what is going on and who they need to be and where their country needs to go to better things for the future. And so into the fourth age, I have a lot of hope for the Sean Chen. Now there are a lot of bad things that they need to fix. So it's not going to happen overnight. It's probably going to happen many years later. And that sucks. But at the same time, moving in the right direction is the important thing. A journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And if you never have that step, you can't go on the journey. It'd be better if you could just travel a thousand miles. But for countries, you need to take that first step. And I think that that is. Are you saying it's been a long, a long time coming, but I know change is going to come? I am saying that. That's exactly. I was what saying I was we saying. should walk 500 <laughs> miles just to be. The and person. I would walk 500 more, yeah. just to be the man <laughs> who walked five a thousand miles to fall down at Sean Chen. That's my final thoughts. That was a long final thought, so I will now totally let you guys take it. Please, I'm gonna go. Have fun. I'm going to go next because Josh has a, a far better chance of ending on a more happy, positive note than I do. Um, Ooh, I want to hear this. Yeah. I, I agree I that I how think accurate that is, uh, so. Daniel, how yeah, uh, I am the pessimist of the group. Uh, I, I would love to see the Sean Chan go just for, for sake of humanizing a, a people's in a, in a culture and seeing them grow. I would love to see them go the way that Daniel described unfortunately for maybe myself <laughs> and maybe many others i see the sean chang going more uh end of world war ii japan mm, more hardline i see it being a hardline steadfast facing total annihilation uh, you know you're either going to change or you're or you're going to disappear uh kind of decision there's no spoiler here. Um, one of the panels that uh, I was super lucky enough to be on with uh, Maria Simmons at WatCon uh, this year, which was uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people loved it, and I, I really, I was really happy to see that. I mean, I know they loved it because Maria was there, uh, but hopefully, my idea is like Don't still be stuck so with the Don't be so modest, buddy. Uh, both of you guys were on a panel with Maria. I would love it because of Maria. I love you guys, I, but I love. Maria. I heard. From, I'm sorry, I know I'm interrupting, but I will no, say this. I heard from Maria's own lips that her dragon was named Daniel because she loves Daniel. And I said, oh, you love Daniel from the Black Tower podcast? And she said, I do love that Daniel. I love the Black Tower podcast. But this Daniel was Daniel Henny. And to be fair, who can compete with Daniel Henny? Yeah. Who can can compete with the way of time's ass? Butt rock. Um... 
I will do my best when I am Morden, but I don't do think view. I will succeed. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I swear, if you ever are and there is a bathtub scene, I, I swear, whoever I'm around, I'm like, I know that ass. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that I will is... be Shia Gold's ass. I will take hey, that. <laughs> go for it. That's that's the dark one's ass. Mm-hmm. The real Sorry, tank continue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, no, I, I I think that's the way the Sean Channel go. I mean, again, I think the fourth age ends in an absolute nuclear winter. Um, which, for the overall turning of the wheel, I, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Um, uh, it's always a bit of an interesting concept what's going to happen between the end of the third age and the start of the next first or second age. Um, and because it's so easy to define the, the change between the third and the fourth age as like the most important event, because that's what we're reading. Um, it's really easy to make the rest of the ages throwaways. I, I think the same thing happens at the end of the third. I think the resealing of the board happens uh, at least one more time in the natural turning of the world. I, happen, I think it happens again a, between the fifth and the sixth age um because i think the fourth age ends in a blasting back to like stone age tech and a reliance on magic uh namely at the hands of the shan chan i think it's more self-destructive of the shan chan than it is like an exact comparison to world war ii japan mutual Um, destruction yeah it's almost like that's a terrible idea it is um I, i will confirm right now mutually assured destruction sucks not a good idea I don't need you. You heard it here first. I just need folks. them to lose. Ask anyone in a toxic relationship. <sighs> that, that was in toxic relationship. Right? Yeah, that for for your for your safety. <laughs> anyway, I might Sorry. cut that part out. Actually, that's how. No, no, leave um, it. We're giving it to him raw tonight. Oh my god! <laughs> After Rosalind. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think the Sean Chan go into the future, teeth bared, fighting to the last tooth and nail. Uh, I think Matt is after the events of the Third Age. I think Matt is assassinated fairly early on. Um, I think very shortly after Fortuona uh, dies, and the originalist of the Sean Chan culture rise to power <laughs> and wage full war against yeah the originalist, the purest of the Sean Chan. Um, you can find a lot of them at r slash white cloaks. Oh, wait, no, they got banned. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but they show I'm up a, and I'm a Sean Chan originalist. Yeah. yeah. Well, because what is what is the easiest way to denounce an alliance, an agreement, a peace negotiation? Well, that was under a previous <laughs> illegitimate regime, so we no longer honor that. Um, it's almost we like saying, like, hey, we took wrong. over, we annexed this thing, it's ours, and everybody else is like. That's not how this works. It's not We're how leaving any of this NAFTA works. because it was <laughs> the Paris Accords. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think that's almost like how that's it goes. happened in real life. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, it's almost like annexing four provinces of a foreign sovereign nation, as well. Um, Art imitates life. Yeah. What? But I, I think, think that's where we go, and I, I think I've said. Okay. I think that's where we go, like plenty of times. So, Josh. Round us out. So, here's here's the deal. I he's gonna be between us, and it's gonna be uh, fucking hilarious. <laughs> in in respect to the I original subject of the episode, which was the relationship the left side, between the right. Matt and Tuan. Oh, stop, guys! Oh. Wait a minute. 
Are oh, you yeah, spit we're roasting me? Oh, I never said arms, yeah. sir. We're Are you guys pulling spit roasting arm. me? We're splitting no, cheeks here, we're sir. pulling the left and the right, not the front and the <laughs> back, Josh. Jesus. What is wrong with you? Look <laughs> at the tires, man. Jesus. Anyway. Spit roasting was so 2019. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, God, I love let me, you Let me show so you how much. we redefine the Kobayashi maneuver. So going back <laughs> to... <laughs> The original topic, which is the relationship, fuck you guys, both the relationship between. I mean, that was what we were talking about, correct? I love, I love certain aspects of their relationship (laughs) because you get, and 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 I know people talk a lot about Robert Jordan's sort of lacking in relationships like people don't they don't come to the wheel of time for the relationships and i dig that um but i think there's something really real something deeply genuine about the relationship between matt and tuan and the reason is is because they have sort of a rocky start they're not they they learn to love each other Okay. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what your relationship is. Yeah. You can start out having a great time. You can start out. Oh my God. You're so good. Good looking. Uh, We had a great time on our first two or three dates. Everything was great, but eventually you're going to hit that point where you have to learn to love the person you're with. And it will happen to everyone. It doesn't matter if your relationship was organized by your parents a hundred years ago. It doesn't matter if you met this person last weekend and you're just feeling sparks. Eventually it will come to the point in time in which you will absolutely must learn to love this person. After all the chaos, after all the bullshit, after everything that Matt and Tuan for Tuona, may she live forever. After everything they go through, at the end of the books, she makes an offhanded comment about, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. Uh, I guess I'll keep you around for a little while. I guess I won't have you killed just yet. And, and he laughs. And he chuckles. He's like, so do you play dice? And I that's my whole is, life, bitch. It's I think this is such a beautiful moment because not only does Fortuona basically says who she is, which is good work. Well done. I'm most likely to kill you in the morning. She doesn't actually mean it. It's, it's a term of endearment. It's, it's a means of saying you're important to me. Now it's a different way of doing that. We Mm -hmm. wouldn't, do that i would not ever say i love you by threatening to kill someone but for tuana would matt doesn't say (laughs) matt doesn't say let's go to a romantic movie and and snuggle because matt's not a romantic movie and snuggle kind of guy matt is do you play dice let's play dice and get drunk and it's it's a real beautiful sincere moment into who they are as people 
Matt said, how... let's get a Motel 6 room and an eight ball of coke. <laughs> in the beginning. He 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 evolves. He Are evolves. you gonna do bumps of coke off of Juan's <laughs> uh, off of Sean Chan's ass? Yeah. Maybe. They're small bumps. But <laughs> but they they come together. <laughs> they learn to love each other based on who they are, on a realistic representation of who they are, which gives me hope because they haven't changed. They're not different people. Tuan is not going to Matt and saying, you have to sell your motorcycle. And Matt's not going to Tuan and saying, I don't like your gay friends. You can't hang out with them anymore. They're accepting each other as for who they are. And they're weird from there. Biker turmoil group did you meet? Will Sean Chan continue as they were? Absolutely not. Because they have Matt. He's not allowed to answer. But will Sean Chan (laughs) change to the point where they are behaving as uh, a society within the Westlands? Absolutely not. Because they have Fortuona's influence there. I, I feel like, good or bad, I feel like fourth age Sean Chan which is where I'm getting to your question, Daniel. Fourth Age Sean Chen will be a really beautiful blend of Matt and Fortuona, which is going to have some good and some bad. And in that sense, Andor has some good and some bad. Carrion has some good. And Saldea has some good and some bad. Mm. Tear has some good. And some, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum, but they got some good. Anyway, like spectrum internet, where there's like some good and some bad. I love where there's like an hour of good and then like twenty three hours of bad. That's only on the days that go down. Like their their going down game is like with teeth and terrible and sandpaper. It hurts. And how dry do you like it? No, um. You know the Sahara. I will say this. Times two. I, I, I absolutely love the relationship between Matt and Tuan. Okay, okay, I hate that I love it, but I do I love it. So, but yes. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for receiving this week's weekly dose of taint with such charisma and tenacity. You, you guys are Matt's awesome. on your charisma stack. Congratulations. Well Too bad the DM didn't see it. Yeah. The what? DM's got to see it. I didn't it. see nothing. In fact, I'm blind. Thanks for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you All for right. listening. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you All for right, going Matt to blacktarpod.com. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube. You guys are the best. You guys Thank you awesome. for being a patron. All thank right? you. You guys don't yeah. get thanked enough by, you know, the thousand and one times we say thank you, but it's not enough. It's not um, enough. In, in the words of Bette Midler, thank you, thank you, thank God for you, the wind beneath my wings. And in the words and from of Fry this- from Futurama, shut up and give me your money. And from- no, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> and from all of us here at the Black Tower, <laughs> I have been your Soravan Mahal, Josh. Uh, I have been your Bajan Mahal, Andrew. And I have been your Amon Khan Mahale, Daniel. And from all of us here at the Black Tower, again, we do not say it enough for how much we feel it, even though we say it a lot. Thank you so much. We've loved having you here. We will love having you here again next week. 
We will love having you here again next year. We will love having you here again in a decade when we're still fucking doing this because we love you and we love each other and we love this fucking series. And from all of us here at the Black Tower, we hope that you are having a lovely day. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. If you're listening in 2052, welcome to Matt Juan Park 